Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ghosts Behind Bars. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. From its strange history, to its geography, to its hauntings, for years Alcatraz has been a point of fascination for us at Ghost Town. But we've never gone into the specific details and why Alcatraz is so alluring to ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts, who not so lovingly refer to the 22-acre federal prison turned park and tour site as Helcatraz. That ends right now. Today we're talking about Helcatraz, Alcatraz's notorious Block D, and its ominous whole ghost, all a part of Alcatraz's terrifying and ghostly pedigree, one that continues to this day. The island of Alcatraz was discovered and named by Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala in 1775 when he mapped the bay and the three islands he discovered there, at that point called Alcatraces, plural. As the years went by, Alcatraces was anglicized to Alcatraz. While the exact meaning is still debated, most think it means pelican, or strange bird, or island of pelicans. Though the California brown pelican was not found in the area and was never known to hang out near or around Alcatraz, the weirdness starts now, I suppose. The 22-acre island was set aside in 1850 for a military reservation, but the California gold rush and the need to protect the San Francisco Bay from pirates and privateers led the U.S. Army to build a fortress there. The Army also made plans to install more than 100 cannons on the island, making Alcatraz at the time the most heavily fortified military site on the West Coast. Together with Fort Point and Lime Point, Alcatraz formed a triangle of defense designed to protect that precious San Francisco Bay. As a note, the island was also home to the first operational lighthouse on the West Coast. But as the years went by, authorities realized they didn't need Alcatraz for defense, but it did seem like a good spot to put prisoners what with it being a small, maintainable, and monitorable, if that's a word, island. In 1909, the army tore down the fortress, leaving its basement level to serve as the foundation for a new military prison. From 1909 to 1911, the island's own prisoners built what would become Alcatraz as it is now, which was designated the Pacific Branch U.S. Disciplinary Barracks for the U.S. Army. The army owned the prison until 1933, when it was transferred to the U.S. Department of Justice for use by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. The FBI had big plans for Alcatraz, a maximum security, minimum privilege holding space for the worst inmates in the U.S. federal prison system. The architecture of the prison itself, a strong message to the public that the rampant crime of the 1920s and 30s would not be tolerated. 
At a capacity of 336 inmates, the prison's average population was only about 275 people at any given time. But what it lacked in population, it made up in notoriety. It was then that Alcatraz got its high-profile reputation, holding criminals like Al Capone, George Machine Gun Kelly, Alvin Karpis, the first public enemy number one, and Arthur Doc Barker. Most inmates at Alcatraz, however, weren't mobsters. They were criminals who were considered the most violent, the most dangerous, the most conspiratorial, and or the biggest escape risks. That being said, many prisoners actually thought the living conditions at Alcatraz to be better than other federal prisons. For instance, the rule was one man to a cell, considered fairly luxurious by that day's prison standards. Several inmates actually requested a transfer to Alcatraz. There, a prisoner had four rights food, clothing, shelter, and medical care. Everything else, well, you were lucky to have, including work, mail, visits of any type, or recreational or educational activities. That is all true, yes, unless you were in cell block D. We'll get to that later. In 1942, Robert Strau, the so-called Birdman of Alcatraz, was convicted of manslaughter, but had viciously attacked other inmates at two other prisons. Instead of the death penalty, he received a life sentence and was sent to Alcatraz to live for decades in solitary confinement. Stroud studied birds obsessively. However, contraband items were often found hidden in his bird cages, and equipment for his bird care sometimes were used to create prison alcohol. So I don't know if you'd call it an obsession with birds, wholly, or maybe an interest that he manipulated for his own gain. You be the judge. Stroud died in 1963, arguably one of the prison's most famous inmates. This wouldn't be a podcast about Alcatraz without mentioning some of its incredible escape success stories and less successful escape attempts, which more often the latter. In fact, almost wholly the latter. Over the 29 years that the federal prison operated, 36 men, including two who tried to escape twice, were involved in 14 separate escape attempts. Of these, 23 were caught, six were shot and killed during their escape, and two drowned. Each escape has its own story and its own name. Names like Headstrong, Workshop Attack, The Failed Five, Missing Sock, and A Dish Better Served Cold, and of course, The Battle of Alcatraz. Officially, no one has ever succeeded in escaping from Alcatraz, although to this day there are five prisoners listed as missing and presumed drowned. Are they? Are they not? This is a big question in Alcatraz's history. Though the mile swim from the island to the mainland is doable, the bay's waters are incredibly cold, averaging around 50 degrees, with incredibly dangerous and strong currents. That being said, people have done it, people in great shape, including a nine-year-old boy in 2016, who broke the record of the youngest person to successfully swim to the island and back. On March 21, 1963, the prison became too expensive to maintain, and the USP Alcatraz closed after 29 years of operation. Because of the isolation of the island and lack of fresh water available, Alcatraz was nearly three times more expensive to operate than any other federal prison. For example, in 1959, the daily per capita cost at Alcatraz was around $10, compared with only $3 at USP Atlanta. After the prison closed, Alcatraz was basically abandoned. Many ideas were proposed for the island, including a monument to the United Nations, a West Coast version of the Statute of Liberty, and a shopping center. In 1969, the island again made news when a group of Native American protesters claimed Alcatraz with hope of making a cultural mainstay there. But in June of 1971, federal marshals removed the remaining protesters from the island. 
We discuss Alcatraz's history, this legendary occupation, and more in depth in an earlier episode, episode 26. The island opened to the public in fall of 1973 and became one of the most popular Park Service sites. More than one million visitors from around the world come tour Alcatraz every year. While guards would report extraordinary experiences while the island was a federal prison, experiences like the sound of sobbing and moaning, terrible smells, and unexplained creatures, the true hell would come later, when Alcatraz was open for public perusal. It was at this time that Alcatraz, the attraction, would be chillingly nicknamed Helcatraz. We'll get there after the break. Hi. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? How's it going? Oh. Going good? Sounds good to me. That sounds good. I'm into it. All right. All right. I want to say hello to anyone who's listening, supporting us, spreading the good word mm-hmm. of Ghost Town. Thanks. U.S. and A. Or wherever you're listening to. and of a yeah. planet Earth. This solar system? Yeah, the solar system. Okay. We'll just, let's just narrow it down a little bit. Okay. Just Fair. This, this solar system's good. Excellent. And... If I'm not on my hands and knees for the ghost town government, mm-hmm. why am I even on my hands and knees? Uh, you tell me. If I'm going to be on my hands and knees, it's going to be for the ghost town government. That's good. That's good. They deserve it. They deserve it. Especially those mayors. Woohoo! They look good. One of the inmates in cell block GT. <laughs> yep. They were released from prison to become governmental yeah. agencies of ghost town well, part of their it, platform was their uh, <laughs> monumental incarceration, yes. using that story. It was really heartfelt. It, it was very moving. Nice work. With the nickname Afternoon Naps. <laughs> nice. We got Marissa Afternoon Naps Rothermel. Nice work, Marissa. Uh-oh, moving down the cell block. Uh-oh, who's down there? We got another one. You heard of the – we talked about the Birdman. Of yeah, Al- we did. Uh, of Alcatraz. You listened. What what about the friend person? Oh, four-time convicted murderer, serial killer, the friend person. The friend person. Nice. Very, very <laughs> ironic nickname. That would be Emma, the friend person Hopkins. Hello. 
And this prisoner's a real sweetie. Hmm. Loved books. Only audiobooks. Always like, oh, yeah, I read books. And I was like, are you, did you just listen to an audiobook? Mm-hmm. Do you have ADHD? That's all right. That would be Matthew Audiobooks Clemens Larray. <laughs> now, this former inmate, you don't want to mess with. You do not want to mess with because they are a neat freak. Uh oh. <laughs> they are a neat freak. Keep your bunks clean, people. That would be Casey Neat Freak Weber. Hi, Casey. Scary so far, huh? It's terrifying. This former prisoner loved to spoil movies and TV shows. Oh, no. They would find out what you're watching and be like, it was worse than the crimes themselves. Yeah. That would be Kelly the Spoiler Mian. Hello. This former prisoner had a a very confusing name. Is a huge dog lover. Oh. We got Cat, but I'm a dog lover, (laughs) Joselle. But I'm a dog lover. <laughs> a little, a long one. Oh, she's really drawing a line in the sand. This next former inmate, ice cold. Mm-hmm. Ice cold. Not because she's ice cold, but she just likes to, she likes to keep the room nice and cold. That's you know good. what I mean? She'd rather wear like a comfy sweatshirt mm. and be a little bit cold yeah. than not wear the sweatshirt and have it be a little bit warm. Yeah, she likes to bundle. That's not a crime. That would be... Ashley, ice cold Matson. The name is very confusing because people think you're getting an ice cold person. She's like, no, I'm no. just chilly. Yeah, she's chilly. And then the warden. <laughs> oh. Our governor, the warden. Keeping them all in line. Walking by with the you know with the nightstick, but mm-hmm. the nightstick is diamond encrusted. Yeah. That's like I stop mean, rubbing it in everyone's no, face no. already. I mean, she like volunteers to do this. Just clanging around. She likes to keep the peace. She's like, hey. No, lights out. Lights out. And they're like, the lights are out. You're shining a light on us. That would be our enigmatic governor. Where is she? What is she doing? She's standing in a place that human beings just don't stand at. Regular people just don't stand at. It's next to something grand. I don't know what it is. Want some answers. We'll mm-hmm. never get them. Mm-hmm. That would be our governor. Avian Noble. If you want no ads, no chit-chat, bonus episodes, just the good stuff, seven days free if you want. Want to support us? It's like a dollar or two. Mm. Go for it. If not, you can just review us on any of the platforms. That helps. Say something nice. You don't even have to say something nice. Just say something. Anything. Anything. Just acknowledge our existence. That's at patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. Also, if you want to help out on our Instagram and or TikTok, which is ghosttownpod, we're putting up TikToks and Instagram reels. Maybe like it, share it, comment on one. Sure. Give us your two cents. Yeah. I mean, doing a lot of asking for this, not seeing a lot of it, doesn't take any- – all it costs you is your time and dignity. And what's that worth? Nothing. $10 billion? <laughs> oh. Do you want to go back to back Let's get to, back Let's to, go back to Alcatraz. Yeah. Reports of Alcatraz hauntings are intense, violent, and powerful, leading it to be nicknamed Helcatraz by those who interact with the prison especially the D-Block and the infamous Whole Ghost. It all began in the 1940s when the prison's warden, James Johnston, who notoriously did not believe in ghosts, encountered the sounds of a woman sobbing while leading several guests on a tour of the prison. While leading several guests on a tour of the prison. The cries were heard by the whole group, loud and persistent. And as the story goes, just as the sobbing stopped, an icy cold wind blew through the group. Welcome to Alcatraz. At that time, it seemed like apparitions specifically targeted the warden's home, or now the site of his home. 
During a Christmas party at the warden's house before it was torn down and the prison retired, several guards told the story of a ghostly man who suddenly appeared before them wearing a gray suit, brimmed cap, and mutton-chop sideburns. Suddenly, the room turned cold, and the fire in their stove went out. Less than a minute later, the spirit vanished. Smoke coming from the laundry room, screams, cannons firing, all of these things were reported by guards at Alcatraz, but none as terrifying as the haunting of the D-block cells, and Alcatraz's notorious whole ghost. The D-block of the prison continues to be the most haunted block in all of Alcatraz. While first built the same as the other cell blocks, the Bureau of Prisons appropriated additional money for a more secure, quote, treatment unit comprised of 42 cells with varying degrees of restrictions after an escape attempt in 1939. Anyone imprisoned in the notorious D-block was there because they were the most dangerous of the dangerous. The first 36 cells had no contact with the general population, no work, two showers a week, and food if they were lucky. These cells also faced the Golden Gate Bridge, not for the view, but for the fiercely freezing cold winds that came in from the bay, blowing directly into the small cells. The guards were cruel, too, and taunted the prisoners, turning the air conditioning on in their already freezing conditions. The six remaining cells in D-Block were known as strip cells, or, quote, the hole. These were for the worst criminals of the D-Block. I mean, if you can believe it gets worse. The cells contained only a sink, a toilet, and a low-wattage light bulb that only the guards could turn off. The prisoners' mattresses were taken away during the day. They didn't get showers or any light at all. Inmates could be sentenced to as many as 19 days in the cold, concrete hole, completely isolated and in a state of constant boredom. The last strip cell in the hole, that sixth, was the most severe punishment the prison could assign. That last cell was dark and encased in steel, with no sink or toilet or bed or light, just a small hole in the floor for waste. Here, inmates were placed naked in the cell, given a restricted diet, and would experience utter and complete deprivation. Usually the sixth cell would be used for one or two day increments, but the pain and suffering seemed to stay. A former guard who worked at the prison in the 1940s reported that they'd often see a man dressed in late 1800s prison attire walking the hallways of the strip cells. On one occasion, when an inmate was locked in the hole, he immediately began to scream that someone with glowing eyes was in there with him. The ghost had become so prevalent that the guards ignored the prisoners' attack cries and screams, and they continued into the night, unattended. Suddenly, the convict was silent. Again, the guards ignored the sound, turning into lack thereof, and went on with their rounds. When the guards inspected the cell the following morning, the convict was found dead, with a tortured expression cemented on his face and handprints around his throat. Despite being the only person in his cell, the story goes that the convict's autopsy revealed that his strangulation was not self-inflicted. At the time, many believed the inmate was strangled by a guard who had finally had enough of the inmate's constant screaming. An investigation was made, sure, but nothing was found. Of course, legend says that the convict was killed by the restless, evil spirit of the 19th century prisoner, the whole ghost. Adding to legend is that, when the guards lined up the convicts for their daily count, on one specific occasion, there were one too many convicts in the lineup. To everyone's disbelief, at the end row appeared the recently strangled convict, who vanished after a couple of seconds as everyone looked on in stunned horror. Cells 12 and 14D seem to be the most active in the D-block nowadays, both with the terrifying whole ghost and other unsettling and eerie experiences. Staff often report cold spots and bouts of intense and emotional feelings there, screams, pain, burning, and hands around their neck. 
Cell 14D is often reported to be almost 20 degrees colder than the rest of the cells in the block. And psychics who go there feel and see horror-filled visions of prisoners who have stayed and suffered there. These cells are so disconcerting that some park rangers and employees refuse to go in there alone. Psychic Michael Curry described receiving psychic impressions and tingling sensations when he visited cell 14D. There he discusses, quote, seeing a small, angry man with his head shaved who told Curry of being beaten, his legs broken by guards, and left permanently in solitary confinement. On another occasion, when renowned ghost hunter Richard Sennett locked himself in cell 12D, he felt icy fingers wrap around his neck while he experienced psychic visions of bodies of twisted and dismembered men. Of course, the experiences vary, and in this case, if you have anywhere from $50 to $100, depending on the time of day or night, you can always go experience Alcatraz for yourself. But I'd recommend a couple swimming lessons, and perhaps avoiding cell block D, in the case that Alcatraz lives up to its terrifying and dangerous legacy. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.